1: Hello, Giants fans, and welcome to your Valentine's News podcast for Friday, August 5th. I'm your host, Ed Valentine of Big Blue View, part of the SB Nation family of podcasts, and uh, thought we would talk today about uh, week two of Giants training camp. Week will in- we'll, uh, conclude on Friday night as the Giants hold their... Uh, their fan fest for the second time in MetLife Stadium. The inaugural fan fest was last year. Uh fans who have acquired tickets will be allowed into uh, MetLife Stadium free to uh, to watch the Giants practice on Friday evening. That event was uh, was a lot of fun a year ago and and should be fun uh, again this time around. Yours truly will be uh, will be in attendance to uh, to give you uh, my takeaways, my impressions, uh, any news, anything that happens on, on Friday as the Giants, uh, continue to get ready for the 2022 season. Big Blue View contributor Michael Para is also expected to, uh, to be in attendance and uh, he'll give you, uh, the, uh, the fan perspective from the MetLife stadium seats. So hopefully you guys look forward to uh, both of those. All right, Giants fans uh, thought that, uh, with really the second full week of of Giants training camp concluding here uh, with the fan fest i thought it would be a good time to uh, to look at uh, some of the the top performers of the week some of the guys who might be struggling so let's let's start with some guys who had good weeks quarterback daniel jones after some difficult sort of ragged practices the first uh three or four practices of training camp Really, really solid on Tuesday and Wednesday, Uh, Jones with a lot of completions. Couple of interceptions that he threw on uh, on Tuesday. You know, Coach Brian Dable said that on one of those the receiver fell down. Said on the other one, cornerback Adoree Jackson, who happens to be a good, experienced, veteran cornerback, simply made a nice play, which by itself is a good sign for the Giants, since of course. The Giants are depending on Jackson to make those kinds of plays this year as their number one cornerback. So uh, really good uh, good stuff from Jones on Tuesday and Wednesday. Threw the ball with authority, completed a lot of passes on Wednesday. There were no turnovers. There weren't even any balls that really uh, were in danger of being intercepted. So good work from Jones after a few ragged days to... Uh, to begin training camp and that's what you want to see as the Giants develop this this new offense under underhead coach Brian Dable and offensive coordinator Mike Kafka it is a complicated offense it's a new language for Jones the uh, the pass routes have a lot of options to them they require a lot of timing they require a lot of communication with the Giants receivers and you want to see those those things develop and this week so far has been a, a positive sign that progress is being made. Brian Dable said earlier in the week that he's been happy with Jones' decision making. That he's been happy with the progress that he's making. So, uh, so that so that's a good sign for your twenty twenty two Giants. I mean, Daniel Jones' future is not going to be determined in training camp. Whether he's the long-term answer beyond 2022 is something that we're going to have to wait to find out until we see how this offense performs and how Jones performs in the regular season, and whether or not he looks like a quarterback going forward that the Giants can win with, but uh, but good sign that some positive things seem to be uh, developing with the offense over the last few days. One of the really good things that has developed is that Kenny Galladay on Wednesday finally looked like the big play contested catch wide receiver that the Giants paid $72 million over four years to acquire a year ago. Galladay, of course, had a really, really rough first season with the Giants. No touchdowns, I think only 37 catches. Galladay told media this week that he spent most of his offseason in New Jersey training at the Giants facility. And working whenever possible with Jones, throwing as often as as they could get together during the week. And so far in camp, you know, Galladay's had a couple of drops here and there, a couple of a uh, couple of hiccups. But so far in camp, that work appears to be paying off. And on Wednesday, you know, Galladay was spectacular, great eleven on eleven contested catch over Adoree Jackson for a long gain. In one-on-ones, Galladay had another contested catch over Jackson for a long touchdown. Um, Had a lot of other catches in both one-on-ones and 11-on-11. So good sign for Kenny Galladay. I would say that in a year plus with the Giants, that's the absolute best that we've seen Kenny Galladay look. And something I wanted to mention quickly is simply the fact that Galladay has worked every day. Kadarius Toney has worked every day. Saquon Barkley has worked every day. After an injury scare right before camp with a with a quad issue that landed him on the pup list for a couple of days. Rookie tight end Daniel Bellinger has worked every single day. Having all of these players who he will throw to all season long on the field practicing every day is something that Jones didn't have last year. I don't think he had it the year before either. So, this is a good sign for the Giants. The offensive line has been the same every single day with the exception of uh, of center John Feliciano missing a few practices with a with heat hydration related issues, but Feliciano is back to practice and and that that good health has to be a good sign for the Giants thus far. So cross your fingers and hope that that continues. A couple of guys on the defensive side of the ball who are really, really standing out. Slot cornerback Darnay Holmes had interceptions, I think, the first three days of practice. Had a a forced fumble on the fourth day. Holmes has looked really, really solid. The Giants also drafted Cordell Flott in the third round as a potential uh, competitor for Holmes in the slot. But so far, Darnay Holmes looks like the guy in that position. Uh, Two other guys who have really been dominant through the early practice, especially this week when the pads came on, are interior defensive linemen Leonard Williams and Dexter Lawrence. And it's really, really interesting with those two. I've said a number of times that Dexter Lawrence has been good in his first three seasons with the Giants. But he hasn't been great. He hasn't really been a guy who has uh, justified the the seventeenth overall pick in the NFL draft, which is what the Giants used on him uh, when they drafted him a few years back. Lawrence is a guy working under the direction this year of of longtime NFL defensive line coach Andre Patterson, a guy who is looked at as as one of the best in the business, a guy who teaches. A little bit differently than most defensive line coaches. We were really looking forward to seeing if Lawrence could take a step forward under the tutelage of Patterson. Whether that whether uh, Dexter would really take to Patterson's teachings. And so far, to be honest with you, both Lawrence and Leonard Williams have been an absolute handful for the interior of the Giants offensive line to deal with so very very good sign uh, for those two players as they both appear to be headed toward uh, toward good seasons I mean if the way that they're playing right now is an indication of how they'll play once the regular season starts both players uh, should be headed toward very very good 2022 seasons Um, one guy who who has been struggling to be honest is seventh overall pick Evan Neal right tackle who's had some really difficult really bad reps in one-on-one drills and uh, in uh, pass protection drills during 11-on-11 team periods our own Nick Filato took a look at some of those issues that that Neal has been having uh, so far in camp And, and listen you never want to see the guy get beat. You never want to see the guy struggle. But I wouldn't go, you know, jumping off the bridge at this point and calling Neil a bust. I mean, we are still, at this point, seven practices into training camp. He's he's moving back to the right side after playing left tackle a year ago. He's adjusting to the speed of the NFL Everybody knew that you know he's a tremendous athlete, he's, a re- he's, he's got all kinds of physical skills, he's, he's got run-blocking ability, he played at a high level of, at Alabama, the highest level you can play at in college football, but everybody knew that Evan Neal was not a perfect prospect, that maybe there were some balance issues, that there were a few technique things that, that he needed to clean up, and what's happening right now, I believe... Is that you are seeing NFL caliber pass rushers like Kayvon Thibodeau uh, take advantage of some of the things that Evan Neal needs to clean up? It, it's not going to be perfect for Evan Neal as a rookie. It's generally not perfect for uh, for any rookies, Just, you know, coming into the league, playing at a tackle spot, you know, having to protect the quarterback against some of the uh, the the outstanding pass rushers in the nfl but uh, i'm not panicked i'm not alarmed by what we've seen from evan neal so far what i am is curious about watching his development as we go through camp as we go through the preseason as we get into the early parts of the season i'm curious to watch his learning curve and see how much better he gets from where he is right now in the first week in August because him losing some reps in the first week in August isn't that big a deal him losing reps you know in the middle of the season and and getting Daniel Jones killed and you know for getting Giants drives blown up and things like that that's a big deal that's what you don't want to see let him make his mistakes and learn now and and grow from them and get better throughout the course of his rookie season. That's what we hope for for Daniel Jones. Another issue with the Giants that has cropped up is the backup center position. John Feliciano, as I said earlier, missed a few days of practice, and really what that highlighted was the fact that the Giants don't have a true backup center on the roster. They've tried Jameel Douglas, Ben Bredesen, Max Garcia, uh, they've moved Shane Lemieux to center, and that may be their best option if uh, if Feliciano is injured at some point, or if he simply doesn't do the job, perhaps. And you know what I have wondered is if using Lemieux at center a little bit over the past few days might be an indication that down the line Lemieux could maybe move to center with third round draft pick Joshua Azudu moving in at left guard. Uh, don't know if that's the long-term pr- plan. Brian dayball has said he hasn't thought that far ahead. I think he's trying to just get through practices and get good snaps so they can run an offense at this point. But, uh but that is something that Bears watching. All right, Giants fans. What I want to do right now have a couple of exclusive interviews that I was able to uh, to get during my time uh, in East Rutherford over the past few days. One with. Uh, edge defender O'Shane Zimenez, and one with a tight end slash fullback Jeremiah Hall, a, an impressive undrafted free agent. What I'd like to do right now is play both of those for you after we take a quick break here for a word from our sponsors at SB Nation.
0: Vacations can be tricky. You already know how to book flights and hotels, but now the only thing you're missing is
1: all right Giants fans we're back here on the Valentine's Views podcast I promised you uh, interviews with the uh, undrafted free agent Jeremiah Hall and veteran edge rusher O'Shane Zimenez. let's get first to the interview I did with Jeremiah Hall you know how's camp going for you so far yeah I think camp
2: is going good for me um, I've learned a lot um, it's nice to be around guys and just different guys all around and you know, the NFL in general, it's all new to me. So I've had fun,
1: still learning, still growing, taking everything one day at a time. But what's not new to you is playing some fullback and playing some tight end. Yeah. Um, do you feel like, you know, opportunity-wise, uh, with your skill set, you feel like you've landed in a good place with a good opportunity? Yeah. Yeah, I'm
2: blessed to be here, first of all. And in terms of my position, I feel like, I'm in, I'm in a great spot, you know. I, I'm in a tight end room. I wanted to be in a tight end room when I came and be, be able to have the opportunity so sorry, to play tight end, to play uh, receiver, to play um, in the backfield, and you know, I'm just taking my role one step at a time. You know, right now they have me um, mainly in the fullback spot, but I also know the tight end stuff and other receiver stuff. So I'm I'm ready and uh, willing to do anything and be anywhere they put me. So, are you in both rooms right now? No, I'm just in the tight end room. But when you're in the tight end room, you pretty much learn every position. So you're that's, learning that's the, the fullback.
1: You're because there is no quote unquote true yeah. fullback. You're about as close to a true fullback as there is on this roster, right?
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, I um, I have some pretty good guys in the room, and we're all pretty versatile, but. In terms of the label fullback, uh, I think I'm the only one that has the previous label. But, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Does, uh, I mean, you can't sit here and figure out, oh, how do I make the 53? Yeah. And what do the numbers look like? But do you feel like that versatility, you know, two years at Oklahoma as a true okay. fullback, two years as a tight end, that give you an advantage in terms of trying to make this roster? Or does it give you an, an added opportunity? Let's put it that way. You
2: know, in terms of... Playing multiple positions, I think I have an
1: advantage of
2: just understanding concepts a little bit easier than some guys. You know, some guys may focus on just tight ends. Some guys may focus on just receiver or just running back, whereas I'm more of a conceptual guy. So I'm hoping that uh, that gives me some type of uh, advantage going forward, and I think it has thus far. But in terms of making the 53, you know, as, as a fullback, my main thing is special teams and doing anything I can to help the team. So that's
1: what I'm working on right now. You talk about concepts, but what about, you know, the techniques of of blocking from the different places that, you know, that you're being asked to block from? Um, The fact that you've done some of that, you know, previously give you a leg up as well?
2: Yeah, I've blocked from in-space as a slot. I've blocked from in-line as a wide, and I've blocked from the backfield. So um, I have experience in all three areas. You know, I know and I think I have a, a good feeling for angles, i think that's where i specialize at because you know i'm 240 um mm-hmm. some guys are bigger than me some guys are my size some guys are smaller than me mm-hmm. so with each guy that you face you have to take different angles and approach each man differently and i think that is where i do have an advantage
1: because you've you've studied those angles and because you've yeah. you've you've blocked from those yeah. angles just before. because i've had
2: more experience in the past with you know that type of stuff
1: did uh, did
2: i see you get a couple of uh, a couple of one reps today <laughs> yeah um I'm all in the mix, man. I'm, I'm with the ones, the twos, the threes. You know, at this point in camp, it, it doesn't
1: really matter. I'm just out there trying to do my job. Does it uh I mean, does it make you feel good? Does it make you feel like you must be doing something right? If they're running you out there sometimes, you know, with the first group, with Daniel and that first offensive line and, and and with Saquon? Yeah,
2: yeah, you know, it's uh it's pretty cool to look behind me and see Saquon Barkley. You know, that's a guy mm-hmm. that I watched my freshman year of high, my well, freshman year of college. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, to, to don't see make him, him feel old. Yeah, <laughs> freshman year of high school. Yeah, I mean, but I mean, that's 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 the way things are. You know, I, mm-hmm. you know, I, I joke with Graham Gano. I'm like, bro, like I grew up in North Carolina. Like, I know exactly who you are. And so, to come into the, <laughs> the NFL and see great athletes that you've seen on TV is always fun. So, being with the ones and, and going in there with those guys. Uh, It gives you a surreal feeling, but at the end of the day, I have to do my job.
1: Yeah, Graham's going to tell you that he used to be a track star. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Graham's got a lot of jokes. (laughs) Yeah, go look him up, though, because he actually could run. Oh, wow, okay. Actually, go look him up. He actually, I don't remember what it was, but he actually ran on a really good high school track team. Yeah. So, so. There was a time when he could run a little bit. (laughs) Hmm. Hard to believe nowadays. (laughs) I I, I, I don't want to test it because the only time we'd get to see him run these days is if he was chasing a kickoff. Yeah. And I don't want to see that. Let's not put him in that position. Let's Let's not not put him in that position. You you mentioned Saquon. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, he's so explosive in terms of, you know, make guys miss and kind of look for his own hole is it kind of interesting blocking for him sometimes just in terms of knowing where he's going to go yeah you know i'm learning saquon as as
2: time goes on and his abilities are are special you know Mm -hmm. the way he hits a hole the way he breaks through the second level and gets off field is special and that's one thing that makes him great so uh, whenever i'm out there blocking for him in the back of my head i know i gotta hit it fast because i know he will too
1: yeah um what about uh, you know receiving skills? You said you're you're working mostly in the tight end room, mm-hmm. um, and oh. I, I know you can catch the ball. Uh, you feel good about uh, about what you can can contribute to the pass game as well.
2: Yeah, I know what I'm capable of, and with every opportunity I get out there on the field, I want to show the coaches that hey, you know, just because they label me as a fullback doesn't mean I don't have good hands. And so uh, I think <laughs> I've gotten a gotten the point across that they know I have good hands and they know I have the ability, but. Um, when you're in the nfl the entire thing is a process. so i'm just taking it day by day did you do a lot of special teams at oklahoma uh i did a little bit you know i was always on punt always on uh, kickoff return and that type of deal um i played all four throughout my time there and now it's uh, even more of a focus and so thank mm-hmm. god I, I have experience in that area because it definitely carries over to this level so uh i'm going hard whenever i'm on the field or in my spot you uh
1: you like this offense just in terms of, of yeah. the different things that, that you guys are doing? Yeah, I, I'm blessed to be a part of this offense, man. Ever,
2: ever since high school, you know, high school, I was part of a creative offense. And in college with Lincoln Riley, he, he was an offensive guru. And now mm-hmm. uh, Kafka and, you know, um, the the rest <laughs> of the coaches, my bad, I had a break for And the rest <laughs> of the coaches, you know, they put up a pretty good scheme. And um, it's, uh, it's a lot, but it's pretty fun to play in.
1: Yeah, it's. Uh, I I have a feeling that 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 we've only seen the tip of the iceberg of it out here so far. Would I would I be yeah. right? Well, I'm a rookie, so I'm still learning myself. You're still, you're still learning. <laughs> hey, I uh, appreciate. All right, Giants fans. Next up is an interview that I did with edge rusher O'Shane Zimenez, coming off a really really disappointing couple of seasons, injury in 2020 that cost him most of the season, and a disappointing 2021 season where uh, he was buried on the bench after after a mistake made against Kansas City and, and only played one defensive snap. Over the uh, the second half of the season, Zimenez trying to to bounce back from that and and keep a spot on the fifty uh, three man roster. So uh, here is what uh, O'Shane Zimenez had to say about uh, about his twenty twenty two season. Camp seems to be going pretty well for you so far. How do you feel about the first few days? Just first few
3: days, you know. Mm-hmm. It's a marathon, not a sprint. So mm-hmm. you're not really saying mm-hmm. I'm doing good or bad. Just trying to take it day by day. Mm-hmm. And get better every day.
1: Um, pads on today, how big is that for you guys? You know, front seven guys, how big is that to, to kind of show out a little bit?
3: It's real big. Um, you know, that's where you kind of set the identity for the team. Where, you know, you laid a foundation for how physical we're going to be. So it's, it's very important
1: to our growth and what we're going to do this year. And how nice was it for you? You get, uh, you get the one-on-ones and pads for the first time. Mm-hmm. First two reps, you get out there against Evan, I think, and you win both reps. Mm-hmm um how nice how important is that for you you know to 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 put that out there right away yeah it's it's very important
3: you know um I'm just trying to show what I can do every time I step on the field uh, not take no play for granted or any time for granted and just be the best me I could be every play
1: the last two years haven't really gone the way you'd like them to go um so, is there some extra importance on those reps for you, you know, for you this year? Yeah, definitely. Um, you
2: know, the
1: past is the past, you know, but I'm just trying to maximize every day, every rep. I mean, just, I know you said the past is the past, but how hard was that last year especially? You know, you, you, you play in the Kansas City game, and I think you had the offside penalty late in the game. and and then basically you, you got kind of pushed aside, you, yeah. how hard was that to deal with? It's
3: pretty hard, but you know it's the NFL, and, you know it's, you got to wear your big boy pants every day and most of all I, was, I learned from it, you know it was a very humbling experience and I learned a lot about myself and it put me in a good space for this year. What, you said it put you in a good space, what did you learn? It's not to take nothing for granted. It's just you got to maximize every day, every chance you get, because you never know, like when you could just be sitting or looking from the outside in.
1: You're, now you're not saying that you felt like you might have been taking some things for granted at that point, is or?
3: No, I'm not saying that, but it's just the fact that you know, just not playing. You know, I I never thought I would be in that position. Like just 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 being honest, I didn't ever think I'd never not have a jersey on Sunday, so. Mm-hmm. Feeling that, you know, humbled me, and, you yeah. know, and then just woke me up. Did you, do anything, uh, did you do anything special this off season to get ready? Yeah, I just put in a lot of work, man.
1: Um, anything you hadn't done previously?
3: Yeah, I've been working with uh, a bunch of guys, BT Jordan, Chuck Smith. Uh, you know, I've been lifting weights at Pinnacle. You know, Zeez was there with me. Well, I was there with Zeez. He invited me to come with him, so, mm-hmm. you know, we've been putting in a lot of good work this off season. You know, I always do, but... I feel like it was a little bit extra this year.
1: I know he's, I know he's bigger and stronger. Are you mm-hmm. bigger and stronger than you've been in the past, in the past couple years maybe? Or?
3: Yeah, probably like a couple pounds bigger. Couple you pounds, but, about four but, five But you pounds. didn't,
1: but you didn't uh, turn into a thonis like like Aziz did. Aziz's <laughs>
3: yeah, probably like a good 12, 13 pounds, you know. He looks yeah. way bigger. Uh, yeah, I,
1: I, I think I agree with Coach Wilkins. It's yeah. like if I looked like that, I'd never wear a shirt. Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, really quickly, yeah. Um, Coach Dable talks about you know everybody having a clean slate, I and mean, we've talked to Kadarius about that. I mean, do you feel like this is a clean slate for you, a chance to to start over and kind of reset? You know, after after what was a rough year for you. Yeah, um,
3: definitely. That's that's one of the first things Coach Davis said to us as a mm-hmm. team. Like everybody has a clean slate, so that's something I definitely mm-hmm. took to heart, and I believed them, and you know, and I just try to come
1: out here and be the best me. You know that. You know there was a time not that long, a couple years ago, where you looked at this roster and you're like, we're all the pass rushers, you know? And now you look at this edge group. You've got on you've got Aziz, Quincy had a nice year last year. Um, you know, Ellerson's coming back, you know, mm-hmm. from, from an injury, I mean, do you feel like every day is important for you, you know, just to show that you that, that you deserve to stay here?
3: Yeah, I mean, of course, you know, I just go out there be the best me, and also, you know, it's not about just me. You know, I got to bring those guys along, too. They're important to the success of this program, and, you know, they're young guys, and they, they bust their ass every day, and, you know... I, I know we're competing for jobs, but at the same time, those are my brothers, and I try to bring everybody along and try to motivate everybody, you know, coach each other up and we help each other out, and that's going to make us all better in the end. That's
1: that's right. You're actually kind of the old guy. Yeah, I know, right? (laughs) I blinked, and
3: shit, I'm the oldest motherfucker in there.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Shit's crazy. Uh, You don't try to figure out, you know, roster spots, and you don't worry about all of that. that.
3: You know, that's how you... Like I said, maximizing every day, that's what I learned last year. Mm-hmm. So when you look too far ahead and try to – that's when shit, shit, like, goes fast and you're blinking, you know, you, shit happening quick. So if you don't stay in the moment and maximize what you're getting every day, every rep, every play, that's where you fuck up in this league. You know, you got to just look – keep one, one foot in front of the other and just keep going every day. Don't look too far down the road. All right, hey, appreciate the
1: time. And that's our show for you today Giants fans. Hope you've enjoyed it. Particularly hope that uh, that you enjoyed the interviews with Jeremiah Hall and O'Shane Zimenez. Hope uh, to see some of you guys out at uh, at Fan Fest on, on Friday night. Those of you who will be in attendance, hope you uh, hope you enjoy the the opportunity to get into MetLife Stadium and and watch your Giants practice uh, for for free. Second time that the Giants have uh, have done a, a fan fest practice in MetLife Stadium should be uh, should be a good time i know that the giants love the energy in the stadium for for this workout so uh, so if you're if you're coming out to the stadium friday night bring the energy bring the noise and uh, and cheer on your giants as they get ready for the 2022 nfl season all right giants fans uh please remember to to subscribe to big blue View radio wherever you listen to podcasts stay safe out there take care of each other and we'll talk to you soon bye-bye
0: more to do's less time and an infinite number of tools to keep track of sometimes doing business has never felt harder